Welcome to the All Things Protest podcast. I'm your host, Rob Sneckenberg, and I'm joined by my co-host, Christian Curran. Today, we're going to discuss a recent GAO decision dealing with an often argued issue, disparate or unequal treatment. Disparate treatment is a very frequent protest allegation, but as shown in a recent decision from GAO, it's actually a very narrow doctrine with difficult and fact-specific requirements to meet. We'll take you through those requirements and what to look for. Christian, would you walk us through GAO's decision in Maven, Inc.? Sure thing. Thanks, Rob. So in this case, the protester challenged the award of a BPA for executive, administrative, and professional support services to support the U.S. Marshal Service. And the sole issue in the protest was disparate treatment. Now, the protester alleged that it was unequal for the awardee to be assigned a significant strength for its, quote, goal to retain 100% of qualified incumbents, end quote, when the protester pledged to do essentially the same thing, but didn't receive a significant strength. And it's important to note here that this significant strength was outcome dispositive. It featured heavily in the agency's best value award decision where the offerors were otherwise essentially rated equally. And so this came down to a narrow price advantage that the awardee had. So GAO agreed with the protester here and found unequal treatment. First, GAO rejected the agency's argument that other sections of the protester's proposal limited its commitment to retain incumbent personnel. Second, GAO noted that the statement in the awardee's proposal that its goal was to retain 100% of qualified personnel was essentially the same as the protester's pledge that it could, quote, start with 100% retention on day one. And other statements in the same section of the protester's proposal were also unequivocal that the protester was committed to 100% retention, just as the awardee was. And finally, GAO found that this error was prejudicial because the best value decision was so close and this issue was a key discriminator in turning the award to the awardee. So therefore, GAO sustained the protest on this basis. Thanks, Christian. It sounds like the proposals here were very similar and thus supported the allegation of disparate treatment very well. But what's the legal standard for how similar proposals must be And how does that standard compare to the standard uh, potentially applied in other forums? So, Rob, GAO applied a recent 2020 standard announced by the Federal Circuit that proposals must be substantively indistinguishable from one another in order to find disparate treatment. And the Federal Circuit first announced this standard in a decision called Office Design Group and then clarified it in WellPoint Military Care Corporation. And the specific test, as stated in those cases, is that the specific proposal features at issue must be, quote, substantively indistinguishable or nearly identical to those contained in other proposals, or the agency must inconsistently apply objective solicitation requirements between the protester and other offerors. So that's what needs to be done in order to demonstrate disparate treatment. Got it. So, so substantively indistinguishable, nearly identical, or inconsistently applying objective requirements seems like a pretty tough standard to meet. Um, is this new standard a departure from prior decisions, or how does it compare? 
Well, it remains to be seen, Rob. I mean, it's always kind of hard to prove these disparate treatment type allegations because they're very, very fact specific. But this new framing pro provides more definitive guidance. And, and the bottom line is, look, the agency can't take two things that are the same and treat them differently. The level of proof is pretty high to show that they're the same because it's, it's a hard allegation to look at objectively otherwise. So we'll see how this gets applied, um, but at least offerors are, are on notice here that the GAO and the federal circuit are on the same page and that it's going to be a difficult standard to meet. Yeah. And when you talk about a difficult standard and, and hard to be applied, I suppose another uh, aspect of this that makes it difficult is, you know, where you're going to find this in the record. It's going to be one of those issues that's buried. So you're going to need experienced protest counsel that you know has experience evaluating a record and finding these issues and, and kind of determining uh, are they actually there and whether they're viable from a legal perspective. That's a very good point, Rob. I mean, these aren't the types of allegations that you normally see in an initial protest. Or if you do see them in an initial protest, it, it's very likely they're going to change once the record comes out. The bottom line is that most disparate treatment allegations come from the evaluation of, of the record by counsel because counsel is the only one admitted to the protective order. Um, and a protester, unfortunately, can't have its technical team waiting through a competitor's proposal comparing features because that would be completely outside the bounds of the protective order. So you're going to need to rely on experienced counsel here to identify the issues and then properly argue them in front of GAO and, and trying to apply the standard. Certainly. And at least, you know, helpful to have this, uh, this, this new standard or at least this new framing. And, you know, we'll continue to evaluate and keep you, our listeners, apprised if there are further developments on the standard or its application. Um, you know, as well as any other notable uh, bid protest related developments. But uh, and until next time, Christian, thanks for the discussion here uh, and for highlighting this case. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. The All Things Protest podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash all things protest.